This is Wolves Weekly. With Mikey Burrows. Featuring the biggest names from past and present. All the teams, all the talking points. Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows. Welcome to Wolves Weekly. On this episode, I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, Andy Thompson, and the Wolves women boss, Dan McNamara. We'll discuss Jose Sars up and down few days, Chino's v trackies and other football superstitions, and can Wolves women claim the title on what could be a dramatic final weekend? But we start with Tomo's assessment of the win over Palace. I don't think it's one of our best performances this season with the way that things went, but as I said to you before, it's all about results. It's all about getting those three points. And that was the, the, the vital area for me uh, yesterday. Crystal Palace have done well. They've had some good victories um, under Hodgson. So like, was that, I said to you last night, three wins and one draw. Yeah. Uh, so it just shows you that there were always going to be a tricky opponent playing last night. But look, we got over the line um, on goal and a penalty. Uh, and, and look, we've played better than that and we've lost games. So look, you take it. You take it and look. And Lopetegui will look at the the uh, performance, look at the way we played last night. I think that we got too deep and I think that's just nerves and um, and also as well, just making sure that you're hanging on to that one goal lead. So, look, it's all about getting results at this time of the year, um, especially how vital it is to us staying up. And Dan, making home form count, three home wins in a row all of them with clean sheets as well shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's turned it into a bit of a fortress, haven't they? Um, which is which again is key at this this vital stage of the season. Um, you know, I know Julian Lopetegu was calling for calling for the fans to 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 get behind them yesterday, and it sounded like they did. You know, I know Ruben Neves commented on the, on the atmosphere at the at the end. So no, it's great, and we definitely need to carry that forward now and take take it forward and, and turn Molyneux into a fortress again and, and and make make people worried about coming to play. You know, that's ultimately what you want to do with your home ground, and uh, and it sounded like they did that last night. Did they get uh, more luck than they've had at other times, Tomo? I mean, there's the own goal, obviously, right at the start, which gets yeah. you off to a perfect start. Then um, having got the penalty, which as Julian Lopetegui pointed out, is the first penalty that we've had under his stewardship. And there's been plenty we could have had and yeah. didn't end up having. Um, and then, you know, Jose Saab being in the right place at the right time a couple of times. Is it luck or is there something deeper than that? I think sometimes people say that you make your own luck, don't you? If you keep trying to do the things the right way and keep things basic and do the basic things right, Sooner or later, you'd hope that that bit of luck or that bit of run of the green would be on its way. Look, we said last night about the referee. There was decisions last night by the referee when we thought, well, a bit dubious about some of the decisions, giving us a lot. It looked like he was just fed up with Jordan A, wasn't he, at one stage, when he just kept giving us everything when he was involved in it. But look, I just think sometimes, and we say it evens itself out, but... I think you make things happen. I think if you're positive in the way you play, positive in the your actions, 
and try to do the right thing. I think that you sometimes make that look for yourself. And I think we did have a little bit of it last night and we did hang on because the lad, when they broke on us a few times, people slipping over, vital moments for Crystal Palace, that final ball just missing or a little ricochet, a block. And, and look, I, I just think that if you defend the way that we did last night, I think that you need that little bit of luck and you're at it. Because, Dan, from a dressing room perspective, what does it do for morale and confidence? Because, look, it, they will have taken a knock, right? Having having lost a big game against Leicester, they'd lost previous kind of home games to teams in and around them in Bournemouth and Leeds. So to actually kind of just get over the line in one and what it obviously does to the league position and the points total, it's actually, I don't know how you can quantify the impact that has. Yeah, it's... It... It's, it's it's tough when you're in those tough moments and it and you really got to come together and uh and, and and work hard together to get to get out of them but listen there's 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 outstanding players in that dressing room and with, with huge experiences of of highs and lows in football and I don't think they will have ever lost lost belief on on what they were we were going to go on to achieve this season you know yes Leicester was disappointing. I think. I think the most disappointing thing about Leicester was that how they played for thirty minutes. I thought it was some of the best stuff I'd seen Wolves play um, for for a long time. And obviously, the the, the penalty changes the momentum, and, and 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 things don't go your way. But I think Lopetegui and his staff will have made them, you know, park that very relatively quickly, and and they will have known if if they can sort the home form out and, as I said, make that into a fortress and get the points on the board with the home games, then that would go a long way to, to securing Premier League next year. And, as I said, congrats, congrats to them because I, I think they, they were fantastic just to get up, as Tomo said, just get over the line. Whatever it takes, you know, don't play well. Just just get over the line yeah. in your lives and, and, and get the job done and they've done that. Um, Tomo, let's talk about Jose Sarr. Uh, Sparky sent us a message saying... Jose Sarr, undoubtedly the man of the match from the Palace game. Um, he didn't have a great day at Leicester. And in yeah. some respects, that kind of sums up how some of the season has been, that from one game to the next, in the space of four days, you can have the highs and lows. Well, you look at it, so look, we go back a, a week or so, a couple of weeks or so, uh, the game against Chelsea, the game against Brentford, where our performances were really good. Um and you look at it as a whole, and I'm talking about the team here, I'm not talking just about individuals. And look, we know that he's got that in his locker. I keep saying to you, he makes me nervous when the ball's passed back to him because all I want him to do is just put his foot through it. But no, I just want to do a little trick, a little turn, a little drag back or whatever. Um, and look, I'm old-fashioned with the way our goalkeepers, you're there to save your goal, get rid of it in a way, but you've got to play it, you've got a goalkeeper... Uh, totally different to Patricio, who we thought that struggled a little bit with the back pass. This goalkeeper is anything but struggling with the back pass. He wants the ball. But look, I think he comes with everything that you get from him. We know he can save uh, those great shots, which he did last night. But what he has got, he's got that little bit of a mistake in him, which we saw against Leicester. And you've got to take the good with the bad with him. Um, but I think that the good probably outweighs the bad things that have happened with him this year. He's a good goalkeeper. He's got a great presence. I think that he's got a great attitude to when he's playing. 
Um, like I said, he, he gives me the jitters sometimes when he's playing, when that ball's gone back to him. But there's no doubt about it. He's an outstanding goalkeeper. Um, and look, Lopetegui would know whether or not he, he wants to keep him in there or not. And without doubt, he, he's made him his number one. So it just shows you the quality that he's got. Um, I'm just going to take the clip out of Tomo admitting that he's old-fashioned uh, for for you, sir. <laughs> Suppose uh, you ain't got the black point. picture on right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him <laughs> black and white in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it is an element, uh, Dan McNamara, that uh, football is changing, right? And goalkeepers take more risks, and the the old footy duddies like Tomo have got to accept that from the modern game. <laughs> so he can't help himself, Dad. He can't help himself. Any chance he gets, <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment on that. <laughs> After what Tomo's achieved, like I can't. It's, it's, it's coming to the game now. I think the, the stat is something stupid, isn't it? I think it's around seventy-five, eight percent of what the goalkeeper does nowadays is with his feet, um, or, or her, her feet, should I say? And. You know, it's 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 the way the game's going now. You've got you've got to be as as good with your hands as you have with your feet if you're going to play between the sticks. I know we're within the, the girls' set. We don't we don't have goalkeepers at tens and twelves now. It's outfielders because that's predominantly what you're going to end up doing when you do go back in, into the goal. So no, it's changing. The game's changing. It's changing year on year, isn't it? It's, it's becoming you know more exciting and. Uh, you know that playing out from the back. It, as Tomo said, it isn't always going to go well. You are going to make mistakes, and ultimately, that's the price you have to pay if you're going to play that attractive brand of football. Which you know, I know Lopetegui and his staff are, are doing, but it seems to be seems to be working for them so far. So long may that continue. Yeah, get used to it, Tomo, Granddad. <laughs> you seen these grey hairs? <laughs> yeah, that's from working with me for ten years. It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be like dad. So I'm going to say, yeah, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> After a tough few weeks, it was an incredibly successful weekend for the development sides. Firstly, the under 18s thrashed Leeds by five goals to two at the weekend, a hat trick for Leon Chiwomi. And then a 2-2 draw against Manchester United followed up on Tuesday. The under-21s gave themselves a great chance of survival in Premier League 2 Division 1 with a 5-0 thrashing of Crystal Palace. Nathan Fraser with a hat-trick in that game and another very impressive performance by Owen Farmer, a player we've spoken about previously on Wolves Weekly. It follows up a 5-0 victory against Everton previously. And when you take into account the 5-0 defeat to West Ham before that, the last three games the under-21s have played at Agbra, their regular home ground, have seen 15 goals, 10-4 and 5 against. They've certainly been full of entertainment, James Collins side. They will hope that results go their way on Friday before their final game of the season away to Manchester City on Saturday. City already champions of Premier League 2 Division 1, so a tough test is in store this weekend. But also this weekend, an opportunity for Wolves women to claim the Northern Premier Division title for the second year in a row. Dan McNamara's side have given themselves a chance 
going into the final weekend. Nottingham Forest, top of the table, take on Stoke. Wolves need them to drop points and then make sure they pick up a maximum against Brighouse. So how is Dan McNamara feeling? I feel really proud, Mikey, to be honest. A lot of emotions going through everyone's head as we approach the final weekend. You know, to, to still be in it at this stage is is absolutely outstanding. The girls have, have once again come through huge adversity last summer and, and proved just how good they are. Um, so a bit of excitement, a, a bit of pride. And then, you know, as we discussed just prior to coming on, it's a little bit bittersweet because you just think back to the big moments that have cost us points over the season and you just want one of them to go for you and and, and all of a sudden it turns it into a, a lot more excitement. But this is why we love the game. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's about fine margins and, and you know, fine margins will, will probably be what decides that the title come, come this weekend. Because uh, as um, you and a few others have pointed out on Wolves Weekly in the last couple of weeks, um, the frustrating thing is you beat Forrest uh this season it, it's not it's not the games against the team that the only team that were above you that have kind of cost you yeah and um you know it, again it, someone said to me the other day if it finishes and you get beat on goal difference you know it is 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 the table a true reflection i say it's hard to take because we've beaten them home and away you know it, it is a tough one to take but as I said, it, it's one of them. We, football's about fine margins. And, and last year, we were really lucky, Mikey, with regards to injuries. You know, we, we, we went a lot of the season injury-free. But, you know, losing the arguably the best number nine in the league on December the 17th um, has, has played a massive part in our season. You know, again, we think back to with 20 goals behind Forest or Amber scored 20 goals before Christmas. Um, and then we think of... Of the of the moments that could have could have took it away from from the other clubs earlier on, but I, I think it's really important that uh, yes, we're disappointed and we lost Amber, but what the girls have done without Amber is 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 huge, hugely admirable. You know that they've they've stepped up and that front line: Destiny, Beth Merrick, Tammy, Jay Cross, Ali Miller. Dicko, all those forward players have, have really dug in and, and come up with some big results over the last few months. Uh, and ultimately, it's down to them and their application and their desire to, to win football games that they're still in it. So although there's a little bit of bittersweet, there's there's huge pride, as I said, in, in what they're about to go and achieve. And, and as I said, it, it's not bad for the first two years in, in Tier 3. Yeah. Speaking of big results, going to Burnley last weekend, who have been a bit of a bogey team, fair to say, over the last couple of years. Um, I tuned in, actually, because Burnley stream their games, don't they, on uh, on TikTok. I'm down with the kids, Macca, you know that. Um, and uh, I, I kind of, and it really struck me at the end where the Burnley commentator kind of said that Wolves have come with a game plan. And I love that. And I knew that you would love that. Because it it's it shows the thought process that goes into not just having good players, because we know that you've got good players, but being able to organise them and have them execute something to go and and actually, as I say, beat a team who have had one over on you on occasion. Yeah, and listen, we 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 felt uh, this week, you know, Burnley announcing the game at Turf Moor next weekend. We felt that they got a little bit ahead of themselves. Uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, you know, and, and that played into our hands. You know, we, we felt like they'd sort of 
they were planning for this great occasion at Turf Moor and they're going to win Tier 3. And that was part of my team talk done. But you're absolutely right. A few people have, have talked about that game and talked about how organised you were and talked about actually... I think we made 153 passes in 90 minutes, which is 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 nothing like what you'd expect from Wolves women. But football's a really interesting game. And I say it time and time again to the girls, when you're as comfortable without the ball as you are with the ball, you've got a really good side and you've got a really good chance in, in games. And and that was that was what we did on Sunday. We knew, you know, we Burnley are an outstanding side with great players and, and, and loads of flair players and they want to pass it and they want to... So we, we didn't let them do that. We we set up in a in a really tough formation to break down and we played to our strengths, which was to counter-attack. And as I said, it, it's about results. At the end of the day, it's a results business. No one's going to remember how Wolves women won the game. The game plan was executed perfectly and and ultimately we've come away with three points. So again, really proud. And, and I think the big thing for us heading into next season was to get that bogey team out of the way. You know, they have held a hoodoo over us for the last couple of seasons. So it was a big result for us. So um, talk to me about the scenario uh, for this weekend because uh, you have Brighouse, Forest have Stoke, which is which is not easy, right? There is a potential that that Forest could drop points and therefore you have to capitalise. Yeah, you know, it's, Stoke took points off us six weeks ago. You know, uh, 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 a Wednesday evening at Telford um, scored in the last minute and took points off us. So they're a good side. They've got good players in there. So we, we've got to make sure we do our job, ultimately. Uh, I challenged it after the derby result, you know, the girls were disappointed. Then I challenged them. I said to them, if we're going to give away this title, then do it on goal difference. That's the way we. That's the only way we give it away. We don't let a team be better than us point for point, uh, and and they've they've risen to that challenge. As I said, they they've they've come up with a great result last weekend, and I know at training last night that you know there was a real feeling of we don't let them be better than us point for point. Um, so. Yeah, and listen, Amber's back, but I don't think she can come up with 20. <laughs> I think that's a bit tough. <laughs> so we just want to go to Brighouse and win the game, mate. And, and what will be, will be. I've I've, I've soon learned during my lifetime and my time in football that everything happens for a reason. And if it's meant to be Sunday, it will be. And if not, we'll, we'll regroup and we'll go again. Yeah, I was trying to look at the things and kind of going, well, like, if, you know, if Stoke get like three, then maybe you only need like 17. And like... <laughs> Like that, you know, it, it, does that feel more doable? I mean, it probably doesn't. It's exactly the same either way, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, listen, Big House are a tough side. Rob, I've got a good relationship with Rob. Um, they're, they're good at what they do. You know, they 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 did their part of the bargain and, and took points off Forest for us a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, that we've got to concentrate on ourselves and, and, and just do what we do. And, and as I said, if, uh, if, if the league title slips away to Nottingham, Based on goal difference, then I, I can take that. I can take that on the chin after the season we've had and the players we've lost. Um, but ultimately, we just don't want to be bettered by another team on points. So we'll see what happens at the weekend. Yeah, um, I've got a couple of questions for you uh, from a few listeners. Um, uh, one of which you'll have heard many, many times. Uh, King Wolf asking, "When are women Wolves women going full time?" It it. It's such a difficult thing. I know we've talked about budgets and stuff before. Can you ever envisage a time when when that is possible? Because it's a difficult thing to do. And we've seen Coventry United in the Championship try it and it not really work out. 
Yeah, and I think uh, one thing that since we joined the club many many years ago now, I think the small steps quickly was something that was said quite often to us, and also the club want to build something that's sustainable through good times and bad times, and uh, and and that full time model is something that I, I think will come one day. I don't think it's it's close. I'll be honest. I, I don't think it's close. I, I think we're we're a way off that yet, but it has to be sustainable. Whatever we do, you know, I, I really am proud of what we've done over the last five years and what Jenna and the Laura Nichols and everyone in the club are doing at the minute to to better the program and make it, you know, bigger and better year on year. But we want to make sure that it's still here in ten years and still here in fifteen years time, and and, and female players across the county are still getting access to top top opportunities and the platform they are doing now and as I said that sustainable piece is, is absolutely key to that so one day uh, you know hopefully I'm still here to lead it into that that unbelievable uh, new era of full time but I, I don't think it's required I think that's a big thing I don't think there's a requirement for it yet and also I don't think we're at the stage where we need to be thinking about it yet so hopefully one day mate but, but, but not now let's concentrate on getting into the championship um, one question here about um, youngsters to look out for in the reserves. Uh, I know Katie Johnson's been a, a big boost, kind of making that real breakthrough year for her as a young player. Who's kind of the next ones that we should look out for, do you think? Well, there's some great players in, in that you've set up. You know, there's, um, there's, there's some really, really talented players, you know, that, and a lot of the, people, the, the fans out there will have seen your Grace Gregory's and your Daisy um, Daisy's out out of the reserves. You you know Hannah Sparks and she's currently carrying a, an injury, so she's out of action at the minute. I think the the next big one is probably Sky Owen. I think Sky made a debut before going out on loan, and she's had a a flying season with Sporting Carlson, and, and she's been scoring goals. And I know she's going to come back in the summer, and and we'll see where she's at. Um, so so Sky is one that we we were really excited about. Um, We've had a couple in, or I've had one in over the summer who's 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 travelling across from Wales, who I'm quite excited about. You know, I'm not going to say too much on that one yet, um, but uh, hopefully we can we can get her across the line and we start working with her in in that youth development phase. And then further down the pecking order, there's there's loads of loads of good girls coming out of the RTC. You know, your Beth and Marriotts they're going to join up with with the the under twenty ones next season and. Uh, Sarit Binning is someone we've got high hopes for in the under 14. She's currently turning a few heads. So it's really exciting, mate. And, and as I said, credit to the football club for what they provided. They're, they're giving access to, to female players now right across the county. And, and it, it really is starting to show dividends. You know, we, we want to be a club that creates and makes its own players. We're never going to go and spend millions of pounds on, on players. So uh, to get that access and that opportunity that they are doing is really key. And hopefully over the next few years, we'll see more and more coming through the, the programme like Sky and, and KJ have done and, and go on to have really good careers at, at the first team. Um, this one is a lot easier to answer and you might enjoy this. You might not, I don't know. Um, Paul Labbage on uh, social media um, has been talking about uh, Julian Lopetegui's choice of match day attire and whether it influences the result. Now, this is something, as you would imagine, I have cottoned on to in recent weeks, whereby, weirdly, Wolves seem to get better results when he's wearing his chinos as opposed <laughs> to his tracksuit. So, uh, two questions in this. Uh, 
does the match day attire influence the result? And do you have any weird superstitions, Maka? Do you know, I, I, I've, I, I've always had superstitions, even from when I played, Mikey. Um, I, yeah, I, I do. I, I throughout pre-season, obviously we get new kit each year. I'm not, I'm not a Chino's man for starters. <laughs> I, I, I can't pull that off yet. You know, Zula looks, it looks great on the sideline. I'm not at that level yet, so I'm a tracksuit man. Um, but I, I will quickly find out through pre-season what what t-shirts we win in what tracksuit bottoms we win in. Um, and I do take it to the, the extreme. I, I have to, I'm laughed out the dressing room. I have to take two bottles of water with me. I have to place them in the corner of the dugout. So if you ever see me do that, that's the rationale behind that. Um, I have to, I have to have a sip out of each bottle before kickoff. So I do, have, I do have my own superstitions, but unfortunately they don't, don't involve any chinos just yet. <laughs> Uh, are, those, are those bottles strategically placed so you have something to kick at any one point? <laughs> do, you know, do you know, they are actually part of my calming influence. They're there in case I do get to that stage where I need to need to have a sip of water. So that was something that uh, my uh, my A-licence tutor brought in for me, Kelsey Vern. So seems to be working at the minute and I'll, I'll continue that for as long as we keep having success. It, it's a really weird thing though, isn't it? Like, so... Because a lot of a lot of people, I mean, there are some people who've been messaging me saying that the club shop should bring out their own range of Julian's chinos <laughs> that that people will buy into. Um, it's just it's just such a weird thing about that they, they seem to win when he wears chinos, and that is inexplicable, right? And as a coach, you must be thinking like, this makes no sense. Why are people even talking about this? But it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it's. Uh... I think it happens everywhere up and down the game. Does that? Do you know what? I've been watching a Dorking Wanderers. You know Mark White down at Dorking Wanderers, and he has his he has his lucky coat, and he has to he has to wear that coat when he. So yeah, if if the if the chinos keep working for Jewel, and then let like he's got he's got to be made to wear them, and maybe the club shop does need does need to stock them. But as I said, I won't be I won't be donning the chinos anytime soon. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Wolves Foundation is the club's official charity, delivering a range of projects across the local community. The foundation is only able to work across so many different areas thanks to the generous support of funders and the general public. Can you help? Text WOLVES and then the value of your donation to 70085. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the trip down to Brighton. Um, Tomo and I will be there. Uh, Tomo's got a lovely weekend planned, so hopefully uh, Wolves don't spoil it, Tomo. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But look, it's it, the way that Wolves have gone this year, you wouldn't put it past them to get a result then at Brighton. Um, but look, Brighton have been an outstanding side. They've had a great season this season um, with the way that they've played and the way that they've gone about the, the business as well, recruiting. Um, and look, it's it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. Even the big boys have struggled to go and put down to Brighton and give them a game because of the, the quality what they've got. But with that in mind, so look, I think that Wolves have, have, have got a, a good chance to seem to raise the game against the big teams. They beat Chelsea and Brentford uh, the other week, uh, which are two good teams near the top of the league. I know Chelsea's having its problems, but still quality squad what they've got. Um, and look, all you've got to do is just be on that front foot. I keep saying it every game. We look a better side 
when we're taking the game to the opposition and that's what we've got to continue to do. Is part of that because um, we seem to, like when we play against a team that are really deep defensively yeah. in that kind of low block and, and make us play in front of them, we're not we're not the best, let's be honest, at breaking no. teams down. And therefore, if we play teams that are a little bit more expansive, a little bit more attacking against us, we tend to have a bit more joy. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, we do struggle to break teams down who do have those uh, four at the back and four midfields in front of there and de- uh, defending from the front as well. But, but when the games are more open, so look, we do seem to be a lot better and we seem to flow a lot better. But again, I think it's going to be interesting what his lineup is going to be for the weekend. Now he's going to set it up, set it up against Brighton. And I know he made a, a lot of changes the other night again with his subs. But for me, it's like there's enough quality in that dressing room that we can cause an upset that we could go. But these players have got to believe. They've got to believe that they can, they can win. Uh, and also as well, they've just got to go out there and perform. So like there's, there's some players just not quite being consistent enough throughout this year. And that's probably one of the reasons why we have struggled in uh, this season. But fresh start for next year. But I would like to finish this season on a high. I would like to I'll just say, oh, we just scraped through by a point or a couple of points. I want us to finish this season on a high. We've got some big games coming up. We've got Brighton, Man United. We've got Villa. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't want to say it, but they've hit form. Um, I think, what is it, the second or third probably on the form table uh, in the last 12 games or so. So it's it's going to be interesting. And then to finish it off, we've got a, a little game at Arsenal, the last game of the season. So it's, look, it wouldn't surprise me if we got a few results out of it um, with, the, with the quality that we got, because I think we do raise our game a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I'm just hoping that we can finish the season well. Is there an element, do you think, maybe it's too soon just yet, where you kind of hope that you might experiment a little bit and kind of give us, uh, maybe give opportunities to people to prove their worth for next year or no. give us an insight? No, that's not for you. I don't think so. I don't. I think there's still too much at stake at the minute. I think there's, there's still results that he thinks that he needs. I know people talk about the 40 points. I don't think we're going to need 40 points this year. With the amount of teams that are involved in this relegation, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. With the amount of teams, it's usually about five or six. You've got ten and eleven teams who are, who are all still hanging around there. So I don't think he'll experiment yet. I think that he'll make sure that he gets the right results. I think he'll want to finish the season well. I think he'll want to finish it as high as he can. Um, and I said on air last night, I just think that it's. It's a great achievement where they've gone now to where they were at the beginning of that um, World Cup break to get off the bottom of the table uh, and to get those wicks. Somebody said to me today, I think Wolves have had home games. Eight wins out the last 10 at home or something like that. I'll tell you what, that's some record. If you look at that, it's it, that's some doing. So considering that we were struggling to get victories and struggling to score, to have that form at home, is going to be key, and and that's what they've done. Thanks for listening to the all-new Wolves Weekly from Wolves Radio. Don't forget to give us a follow at Wolves across social media 
And all the very latest is at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.